from B Media Production. This is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Develop a relationship with the employee where there is mutual trust and respect, and therefore often the employees won't take the mickey. They'll say, I'm a Richmond supporter and I want to have the Monday off. Can I do that? Because we've just won the grand final. So the employer would normally say, no problem. That's HR expert Cheryl Disher. Welcome to episode 31 of Business Essentials Podcast, brought to you with the support of Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors Cummings Flavor McCormack. I'm Peter Letts. 2017 has been a nasty year for the flu. At BE, we've all been hit by the dreaded bug, and for some of us, a few times. Thank heavens for paid sick leave to help staff recuperate at home and not spread germs to others in the office. But, as we know, it's not always straightforward when it comes to leave entitlements. How many days are employees allowed? Can they carry over their sick leave for the following year? What happens if an employee has used up her leave? And can you fire an employee if he doesn't provide his medical certificate? On that last point, yes you can, says Cheryl Disher, so long as you follow the right process. Cheryl is co-founder and director of HR Advice Online, a firm which consults and represents businesses around the country on HR issues. Cheryl says it's not called sick leave anymore. It's now known as personal leave. She explains why the name change to Chris Ashmore. Because it is used for things other than just being sick, i.e. carer's leave. So if you yourself are not sick, you can actually take carer's leave or use your personal leave as carer's leave to look after someone who you have responsibility for caring for, immediate family. But why do we have it? We have it to ensure that we're able to recover from any illness that we have and then go back to work without taking that illness back to work with us. Healthy employees is a healthy workplace. Absolutely it is. Well, by law, how many personal days are employees entitled to each year, both part-time and full-time? So full-time employees are entitled to 10 days per year and part-time would be the pro rata percentage of whatever it is that part-time employees work. So if someone works 50% of a full-time ratio, they would be entitled to five days per year. Can you define carer's leave as part of that personal leave? What does that entail? Carer's leave means that you can access your personal leave entitlement up to the full 10 days per year to look after a member of your family who is sick. You then also have an entitlement to two days of unpaid carer's leave in the event that you've used all of your personal leave entitlement. That's for a full-time worker? That's for a full-time worker. Part-time, is it a bit more messy? Part-time is just pro rata of whatever they would be entitled to, yeah. Well, how does paid personal leave accumulate and, and can it carry over the next year? Absolutely, it carries over the next year and that's a very important question. We get a lot of employers who say, well, someone's been with me for three years and they didn't use their personal leave in the first year, therefore it didn't carry over. It does accumulate from year to year and it is 10 days per year. Some companies accrue that on the basis of a month-by-month basis, so it's 0.8 of a day per month or they instill the 10 days at the start of the year at the employee's anniversary. While an employee is employed, can they cash out any personal leave they haven't used? No, Chris. 
the philosophy behind personal leave is that from year to year it accrues. And whilst you may not be sick this year, in two or three years' time, you might be sick and need, you might break a leg and need to have, you know, three or four months off work. So if you accrue your personal leave over a period of time, it's there for you when you are sick. What if an employee leaves the company? Can they get paid out personal leave? No, personal leave isn't an entitlement that gets paid out upon termination. Annual leave and long service leave do, but personal leave is not. Unless you're covered by a registered enterprise agreement, and in some cases there are provisions for the payout of personal leave on termination of employment. What if an employee runs out of personal leave? What happens then? They can take annual leave or they could apply for leave without pay. But leave without pay is not an entitlement. It actually has to be agreed by the employer. And if the employer doesn't agree? Then you use your annual leave or long service leave in the event that you are sick. And if you've run out of that? Well, that's a discussion with your employer that um, most employers would demonstrate a level of flexibility and compassion if that was the situation, if you were genuinely ill. Mm -hmm. Well, when it comes to sick leave, when may a company ask its employee for a medical certificate? And who is it provided by? Is it always a doctor? No, it's not always a doctor. There's some... Over the last few years, the evidentiary requirements for personal leave has changed considerably under the Fair Work Act. And today, a chiropractor can produce a medical certificate in the case of a back injury, a dentist in the case of oral surgery or dental issues where personal leave is required, a pharmacist in the event that medication may impact someone's ability to perform their normal job. So an example of that would be if you're on painkillers and painkillers made you drowsy and your normal job was driving a forklift. A pharmacist may issue a medical certificate in that scenario. A physiotherapist where an injury can prevent someone from performing their normal role and they're having physiotherapy treatment. And a psychologist in relation to mental health conditions can provide a medical certificate. And when it comes to the carer's part of the personal leave, Mm -hmm. it's um, the medical certificate of the person you're looking after. That's exactly right. So if you took your son to the doctor, the doctor would write you a medical certificate to say that your son needed care and couldn't attend childcare on that particular day. And therefore, as a primary carer, you would be able to access your personal leave as carer's leave to take care of your son for the day. And what should be written on the certificate? Medical practitioners can't betray confidentiality around exactly what's wrong. So what is often written on a medical certificate is that the person has an illness or an injury that prevents them from undertaking their job on this particular date. So the date is really important and medical practitioners can actually backdate a medical certificate in the event that they are the one who has seen you consistently over a period of time, but they can't backdate in the event that they have only seen you in this particular instance for an injury or an illness that was two or three weeks ago, for example. And under what circumstances can an employer ask for further information from the medical practitioner? Where there are considerations that the illness or injury might have occupational health and safety ramifications in the workplace, where the employee is continuing to work and there are some level of restriction around the type of work that they're able to do, and where 
the employer may consider that there is any fraudulent activity in any way that the um, employee is throwing a sickie, to use a, a common Australian colloquialism, the employer can ask for further information. But the medical practitioner is not required to provide a diagnosis. Well, you mentioned sickie and Australians' uh, fondness for taking a sickie. Um, if you suspect an employee is taking the mickey and is not sick and cannot or will not provide a medical certificate, Cheryl, what action can an employer take? Yeah. An employer in this particular type of instance can take disciplinary action with the employee for not providing a medical certificate, not for taking the personal leave or taking the sick day, but for not providing the required evidence to demonstrate that the employee was genuinely ill. But the relationship with employers, employees, it's pretty good. This is sort of the last resort kind of thing. Absolutely it is, Chris. And one of the important things that we advise our clients on in these particular types of circumstances is develop a relationship with the employee where there is mutual trust and respect. And therefore, often the employees won't take the mickey. They'll say, I'm a Richmond supporter and I want to have the Monday off. Can I do that? Because we've just won the grand final. So the employer would normally say no problem. Cheryl Disher, HR Advice Online. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast, proudly brought to you with the support of Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors Cummings Flavor McCormack. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.